0: Before we get to the podcast, I have a gift for you. I love bringing hope to you each week through this podcast. Hope is such a beautiful gift and one that I definitely like to share. For the times in my life when I needed hope, I opened my Bible and allowed God's Word to speak to me. As a gift of hope to you, I've created a prayer journal, Seven Days to Refuel Your Hope. This journal shares my journey through some of the most hopeless times in my life and the biblical verses that brought me back to hopefulness. My prayer for you is that this journal will help you to refuel, refresh, and realign your hope. You can download this free journal by visiting my website, DianeBells.com, or clicking
1: on the link in the show notes. The, the the hopelessness you feel in a lot of those senses where you just have no control over that certain situation oh. I'm able to be the mom that I knew I always wanted
0: to have you ever felt hopeless like nothing good could ever happen again? Well I have. And that's why I created The Hope Station. Each week, you will hear amazing stories of hope from people just like you, people who have transformed disastrous, disappointing, and depressing events in their lives into messages of hope, turning tragedy to triumph, pain to purpose, crisis to new careers, all through the power of hope. So sit back, relax, and pull into The Hope Station The place where you can refuel, refresh, and realign your hopes and dreams. Hello, and welcome to the Hope Station. I am your host, Diane Bells. Today, my guest is Gina Moss. And Gina, always desire to be a mother. And then fear stepped in after 10 years of infertility. She was losing all hope until God opened a different door for her. And every time there was a twist and turn in her story, Gina held on tight to her faith and watched as the Lord showed up each and every time, just in time. How did this journey start? When did the fear and the doubt come into your life?
1: Me, uh, a lot of this started more when you know i was brought up in a really great uh home catholic home loving home but when i moved into my uh years and where i got married i think the main fear that started coming in is where we couldn't have our own children i was dealing with infertility for okay. um, almost 10 years so there was a lot of not understanding why um my body was doing mm. that uh the the grief that comes through not being able to carry your own child and be a mom that way. So that was the, the the hopelessness you feel in a lot of those senses where you just have no control over that certain situation. mm -hmm. So we had a lot of um, visits to infertility doctors and all of those things and uh, different kinds of tests done and different procedures done and nothing worked. And so we had my husband and I and myself, We, I had to come to a point where I'm like, okay, I need to be okay with not being a mom that way, but you have to walk through that grieving, um, of not being, being able to carry your own child. Um, and so there was never any doubt that I wanted to be a mother, but how, how was God going to allow me to be a mother? How was that going to work? So okay. I think that's kind of where it started for me. Help me understand why there was fear attached to I'll
0: never be a mother the way that you want it to be.
1: I think there's just the 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 fear of losing that part of um of being a woman, <laughs> okay. not really being able to be the mom that I knew I always wanted to be. So there's that that fear of that. And then, you know, when you think about okay, now all these decisions we have to make, where do we go from here? There's the fear and Am I going to have enough money to to do IVF if that's what we choose? Which we I did not choose. We chose adoption, and then we had the we chose international adoption. There's all those costs in that, which was expensive. It was like twenty five thousand dollars. We had to come up with in a span of two weeks once we started the process. And it's like wow. where is that money going to come from? So there's all those fears and walking through that kind of a process too. So there's that. You know, the fear, I don't mean like it's, it is kind of gripping in the sense that you don't have control. How is God going to come through? Because if he's leading me down this path, how's that going to work? And I tend to want to know how it all works. I think, tell me, Lord, (laughs) the fears in that. I don't, that makes sense. I think the point that makes the most sense is how often fear comes
0: from being out of control. Like we don't have control of the circumstance, the situation, this problem. We're trying to solve it ourselves and we're just there that's based on fear. That's based Absolutely. on fear.
1: Right. And with Absolutely. that fear,
0: so who were you doubting? Were you doubting yourself? Were you doubting your your faith? where was the doubt coming
1: in? I think the doubt, it wasn't, I don't think I ever doubted God's ability to do what I believe he was going to do for us, but I, but I think it was just my ability to figure it out. (laughs) And, and of course, as a, as a person, you're, you're just, you're a person and God's God. And how do you, you know, you can't always, and I think that's where he says, you know, you need to to stop doing that, you know, trust, Mm. let him deal with those details because we really can't, figure all these things out. I I see God is he's, he's orchestrating all of these things for us. Amazing plans that we don't even know. And we're trying to like figure it out along the way, but it's not (laughs) our job. It's our job to just be obedient, walk the walk, walk the path and let God unfold how it's going to happen. But we are so Mm. impatient to want to know. And I think for me at that time in my life, I was like ready to, to be a mom. I was going to quit my job. And that was where fear is too. You just don't know how you're going to make it but I needed to be a mom, um, which would have been full time. And, uh, you know, there's so much more in, you know, in all of that story in itself. But yeah, I I was never doubting God, it was more myself. And, you know, that's where all kind of stems from. So, well, I think that that
0: when when you think if you have to doubt someone, I would rather doubt myself than God, because then everything feels like the whole world's out of control right. at that point. Oh,
1: I know, I know, I agree, I agree, I totally agree with that. So,
0: so you were, so you were firm in your faith. So, start again. You, you decided to not go with a IVF, and you decided that you were going to adopt. So, right. just walk us a little bit through through that journey of the adoption.
1: So the, we were, um we decided to do uh international adoption because we knew that it would be more of a, a sure thing. And I would say that we would get a child. Um, okay. And at that time, Guatemala was open for adoptions. We were kind of going with China or Guatemala because those are the top two countries that were at the time um, really open and, and probably the best two places to go. We had okay. chose Guatemala because you... You could go down, they're mostly in foster care, the kids were, so they weren't okay. in orphanages. And so we knew that was a plus, but we also knew that it was, I wasn't having to be there as long because uh, at that time I was still working full-time and you have to go down twice. You go down to visit and then you go down the second time to finalize the adoption and then bring your child home. So it really okay. was only like less than a week's time we would be spending down there. And for work with private te- school teaching, it really was uh, balance that out for us. Um, so yeah, that was, you know, we're like, okay, we're going to do this. It's going to be Guatemala. So we, we went through the home study and I, that was like in October of 2004. This is how long it's been. Cause our daughter's 17 now, 2004. And then we actually got, the after the home study was done, we got the uh, notification we got, we were getting a daughter in early December. So it was really fast. So we okay. had to come up with like twenty five thousand dollars right away because you have like not less than a week to come up with that money and say you're going to take that child. Wow! And we were like, How are we going to come up with that, Lord? And so he worked it out where our father in law, you know, did the home equity on his house, got the money, and then we were able to pay him back. <laughs> so God just worked that out. The next year we visited her in March, and then came back in July of two thousand five and brought her home. So it was like, God just brought it full circle more than we could have imagined. The, the visit down there was awesome. And just to see that country and just to, to you, but you're like parents. who well, here you are. Here's a child. She was nine months old and you're like, ah, <laughs> you know, so I always say I was pregnant, but not because it took nine right. months to finish and when we got her, but it was the most amazing experience we've ever had, and she's ours and she's always been. And the neat thing was when we found out who she was, her birthday is the same as my husband's. So okay. we can't say that's not from God. I, I don't know who, who else can say that, but that's, you know, that was like huge for us to just take that journey and that leap of faith. And then all of the other things that have grown in my faith has just been the financial things too, where I've had like to be uh, at a stay-at-home mom and my husband sells on eBay sells so online. And we don't know what he's going to make all the time. So we had to trust, go down, no, no salary for me, trust that he's going to make enough to make ends meet. And it was a month to month living like that for, for years. But it was what I chose to do because I wanted to be a mom. And it was 10 years of infertility, 10 years. So oh, that's a long journey. It's a, long, that's a very journey. long journey. So I want to go
0: back to a, a little bit of just these little signs that God gives us. So you said, took us nine months. It was like I was pregnant. Right. You know, that just seeing the beauty of the, the country of Guatemala and being able to, you know, that your daughter was born on your husband's birthday. How does it help your hopelessness when you can see these little signs, God signs popping up? And you really have to be observant, I believe, to see them. Or uh, I say connect the dots or find the coincidences. You know, d- did that help you? knowing Absolutely. that you are headed
1: in the right way. Absolutely. Because, you know, when you're, when you're not on, you know, even in the process after we found out we were getting her and the money was there, then you have to do all the paperwork and everything has to be done exactly right before you even leave. And there's all of those things that you're dealing with, but then God is just showing up. And like you said, those little signs that he is still involved <laughs> and we need to keep pressing in and pressing in and pressing in because Sometimes God speaks in those little whispers and we need to hear those whispers. We can't just be about, you know, going crazy without really taking the time to just like actually just spend with him and just go, Lord, show me, you know, and be available and open because that's when you hear his voice, that small whisper sometimes, or like you said, those little signs that we would see like her birthday. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is totally God, you know, and how awesome is that? And, and she's ours. And it's like, oh, you know, just being a mom, I, I mean, I was so excited. She was our only baby, but that's okay. Because that's how God wanted it. Cause there's so much more in my story, but I, I know we can't talk forever, but you know, it's our blessing. She's our baby. So, so then
0: you have fear and doubt what's in between the faith and victory. Is this your faith and victory story? Or is there more to the story?
1: More there is more. So you know, Julisa is our daughter. She's amazing, beautiful girl. She is now 17. So we walked through like journeys of parents like normal. Um, and what, uh when is in eighth grade, uh, she was diagnosed with chronic kidney disease. We do not know why she had it, uh where it came from, um, but it was just mm-hmm. based caught on a, a routine uh checkup where her blood pressure was higher. And she ended up um, getting like more blood work done. And they showed her creatinine, which is an indicator of kidney function was high. So they did a biopsy and they said, yeah, she's already at this point, you know, she's a junior now, but in eighth grade, her kidneys were at 30, 30% functioning at that point. That's all they were. were. So if we wouldn't have gotten in, she could have been in kidney failure before we know it. So she was on, we were on that journey for a while. So again, there's that fear of like, Lord, you know, what are you, what's going on? I mean, this is like, you have to change your whole lifestyle, how you eat, what you do, all the meds she's got to take all of this constant doctor visits, living at children's hospital, (laughs) you know, I, all of that is like heavy, but I'll tell you, this is the coolest thing may of 2020. So she was at 10%. May of 2020, the day before dialysis was to start, a kidney came. She was on the list. She got her kidney transplant. And I was like, Lord, you were never late. But man, <laughs> afraid we wouldn't have to do a dialysis. And he came through oh. for her. And mm. then again, I mean, this is how God worked. So even though, you know, there's times I was my, I have a devotional I just wrote and it's going to be published this year. I'm so excited but it really is my journey with my daughter and how God has pulled us through all of this. He is so faithful. I mean, look at that day before day before dialysis and there to me is, is a victory is a victory. And Mm -hmm. you know, God did not give this beautiful girl to us to just take that away. He didn't give her the kidney the day before dialysis to just not have it work. And this is how he's been. This is how faithful God has been on this journey for us. So
0: that is a uh, victorious. So how is she doing right now? Two
1: years doing, later, she's doing well. But I'll tell you last October. And again, she started going through rejection in last October, she only had the kidney a year. So we had to go through more treatment and I just cried and, and I just remember going, Lord, I, I pressed into you before we're pressing in again. And it, I think over this time, it's just built my faith to know immediately prayer and immediately trust and immediately saying, God, you're going to do it. However, you're going to do it. And she uh, in January, she ended up with COVID because I had it and then she got it. And because her immune system does not work well, when you have a kidney transplant, or any kind of transplant, your immune system is not working right because you have the medications. Right. She was in the hospital for four days because she couldn't breathe. And God miraculously, he took the, after treatment, her COVID was gone and her kidney is functioning fine. So again, miracle stories, victory in the prayer, pressing in, trusting, knowing that God is God and is going to do whatever God's going to do, but you have to trust and just believe. So, Mm.
0: well, just looking at your face, it's just amazing that you're you're talking about a really <laughs> trying situation and even you're recalling it, you have joy on your face. Like what is that about? Like people are going to go, no, no, God, God should have never let this happen. If God was in control, he he you would have had your child. There's all these naysayers who feel like, you know, this God that we believe in isn't all that he's cracked up to be, because we had to go through these challenges. What would you say back to them?
1: I often say to people, you know, uh, our life isn't going to be easy just because we know the Lord. He never said it was going to be, but just knowing when I when I went through all of these these trials, it has shaped me and has strengthened me um, so much more as a person. And the first thing I did this time was was well. Other times too, but I actually said, okay, saints, let's mobilize and pray because this is what's happening. And then I journaled every day and I prayed mm-hmm. and I actually, I put it out there for people to pray for, but then I also pressed more in and said, God, you are God. You can do what you want. And I, you know what I had to do? It was hard. I said, Lord, she's yours. You oh. gave her to me and she's yours. But really what could God take, have taken away her kidney disease? Absolutely. But unfortunately, we are living in a, a, since sin came with Adam and Eve, our world has fallen. And so our bodies are not perfect. I'm Mm -hmm. not perfect. I mean, I couldn't have my own child, Um, but that doesn't mean I didn't get a child. That's my baby. You know, so I often say to people, our bodies aren't perfect because of sin. It just is what it is, but it's how you choose to react to it. And either God is real or he's not. Is God the God of the universe and the creator, or is he not? Um, is the God the one that loves us and knows everything and takes care of this situation the way he feels is best? Absolutely. But it's really, where is your faith? Where is your trust? And for me, it's I have to to trust the one that gave me her and they gave me mm. life and, and has strengthened me. So I want people to know that there is strength in the journey. You need to press and you need to trust that he is going to do the best for the situation because he's God and he knows um and he loves his people he loves his creation so right I don't know if that helps you <laughs> but well,
0: well um, how many wait when you're you you said press in like we heard heard lean in <laughs> what does press, press in? in mean
1: what what are you doing when you're pressing in when I'm pressing in I really like I guess I'm my I'm a writer so I pen it I like put it out on paper and for others that might not want to do that. Maybe they need to just shout from the rooftops and, and say, Lord, where are you? Help me. And just, you know, whatever it takes, maybe you need to listen to music, but to me, it's getting really where all that matters is this time between me and God, because he's the only one I can lean on that can, that knows, obviously he already knows, but he wants me to be so close to him that all I feel is his presence in it, even if it's hard. So when I press in, it's like I, I'm all in. <laughs> and I'm like in with my writing, with my singing, with whatever I have to do to just have that communion with God so that, okay. that I give that peace that passes off understanding when I'm going through all of this. Because that thus is the victory there, not only for my daughter now, but for myself as a, as a believer so that I can okay. share that hope with others.
0: Well, when you were saying press in and the way you were describing it, um I'm feeling like you're holding on to someone that you love and trust and you're just pulling him closer.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's how I feel um with my relationship with the Lord. And I want others to just know that just that amazing closeness that I feel. And I have to because there's nowhere else to go when you're dealing with this. You know, there right. really isn't. So, yeah. Uh, so what, you know. With your
0: your journaling, you you said you wrote a thirty one day devotional and such, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But what has being able to, as you said, pen it to take it? Was it your was it your grief? Was it your anger? Was it your proclaiming victory? What kind of things do you journal?
1: I do all of it depending on the day. <laughs> I mean, a lot of times it'll I'll do my devotion time. I'll read, and then I'll just right. like. Say, Lord, I am really angry today, <laughs> and I'll just like talk to him like he's he's my friend with me because he is, and I'll just say I I don't understand that this this test result didn't come out right and what you know what's going on Lord why is she still struggling what can you you know what's gonna happen I I'm trusting you please Lord and it's like anything that is on my heart I pour out. And then, you know, I'll listen to, then all of a sudden something like sometimes songs will come to my brain that like music that I've heard from church, and then he'll be bringing verses and I'll put those down. So all of that is all because I've chosen to really plug into what God wants, you know, from me. And this, again, press into that relationship that he and I have, because in the spirit, his Holy Spirit brings out what I put in, because if you don't put in to your body and hide his words in your heart, hide me, you know, whatever helps you to remember his right. words. They're not going to come out when you need them. And I've learned to memorize. I've learned to internalize uh, what God's word says to me so that when I need his spirit to reveal it, he does. And that's where that comfort comes in. So I don't know if that helps to make sense, but that's what I do. I it just does. Put it, it all does. out there <laughs> so well I I look back
0: when I started journaling during my faith journey and that the, the journals <laughs> were so different than I would write now and they were journals of absolute desperation they were journals of like you know that anger and you just don't get it and you need to fix him you need to fix her <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I need to do that. I felt like I was trying to orchestrate God's decisions and it really for me was a good show of the journey of how weak your faith is and how as it gets tested it becomes stronger and how my journaling and my prayer life and all of that has changed. And it changed because of the hard times. And the hard time to say, oh, I remember, I have in my Bible like different miracles that had happened, you know, different things that 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 had just God came in and He delivered. And at times, it's not always what we expect. Because right. I exactly. I had uh I had lost my daughter, and um she had diabetes and also bipolar disease. She had wow. problems with the Asthma that I think is really probably more anxiety at the time, and I have been praying for this child for a long time to be healed, to be saved. Uh, What she wanted was to feel at peace because she was like her mind and her body were really battling against her, and she had um, decided she was twenty two that she was going to move to California, and I said, "Are you sure? Have you prayed on this?" Is this where the Lord's leading you? And I was just worried because she just, you know, the bipolar disease, they they don't make good decisions uh, with diabetes. You have to take control of it or, you know, it's a very dangerous disease. And what she told me is she said, the Lord told me that I will find the peace that I've been longing for if I go to California. One month later, she passed away. And when I think about that, the only thing that I could remember is saying, she asked for peace and she has it. Right. Even if I don't like how it was delivered, like how it was delivered. Right. And if wow. I did have that faith and not that I didn't struggle with grief and, you know, oh, right. all the other things, absolutely, but I just kept on saying, God's not a liar.
1: He's not oh, a liar. No, He's not, no and, and he, was her not faith strong liar. too? Was her faith strong too? Or from what you know? Uh, I, I think it was, it was
0: strong enough. The, the Lord right. knew her intentions. He knew her heart. Absolutely. He knew her struggles. He, he knew right. everything. So I just felt, and this is the weirdest part of the day she died, is I woke up that day not knowing she had probably already passed. And I said, this is the best day ever. I don't know why I just woke up with this peaceful, joyful spirit that I'm saying, this is the best day ever. I'm telling my husband, I'm telling the people I work with. I'm like, I have never felt this amazing until two o'clock when I found out that she had passed away. And again, it's that whole thing that either you have faith or you don't have faith.
1: Maybe God was just like preparing your, your heart in a way because it, Yeah. I mean, you're never, you're never completely ready for something like that, but just to have that.
0: Yes, for sure. So the peace beyond understanding. So tell me about your devotional. This is something I always dreamed of doing myself. So tell me what the process is, what it's about.
1: Well, I, I was, uh, part of a group where like, uh, like we had to write, we could write our book in like 90 days. And I had always wanted. I had written private prior to this uh, a, a Bible study that some ladies I met down in Abundance for Life on Fire. We we did my my Bible study. I'm like, this is so cool. People are doing what I wrote. Yay! <laughs> it's not published yet, but it's going to be because I'm learning all that. But um, it, it was neat. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a devotion because I've always wanted to do that. So really, um, I started just writing about my journey. Uh, with my daughters. so my my devotions at the 31 day devotional okay. um really what kind of what I ex- expressed to you I just it's like um god is there in the waiting because I always feel like I'm waiting for him to answer I'm always in the waiting in the waiting in the waiting <laughs> so in that's the like waiting my room. yeah okay. it's like we're waiting lord answer but we're in the waiting so um it, it kind of started where I just you know, it was near the beginning of the journey with my daughter. And then I would start out with some verse that he gave was giving to me. And then I would just pen what was, what was on my heart. Can I read you like the first day? Are you okay? I with would, me love,
0: I would okay. love that. I would love, so I'm going
1: to do that. So it's set day one hope. Um, and I gave a verse for, I know the plans I have for you declare to the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, Jeremiah 29, 11. And then I said, much of my life has been one of struggle and uncertainty. Living a life feeling void of purpose and lacking a real direction can feel as though you're constantly on a treadmill going and going, but with no end game. It was when I found Jesus that he made the path clear for me. He showed me that no matter what I struggle with or the uncertainties in this chaotic world, that he would show me his plans. He would guide and direct my steps. He would show me that staying the course would bring certain rewards. He would show me that the true hope I need is knowing and following him. It may seem to you that following someone you can't see is hard or a struggle in itself, but faith requires you to believe in what you cannot see. I believe and know that scripture above clearly states that he knows the plans he already has mapped out for me, And these plans are given to give me hope and a future. All I need to do is to follow. And then I wrote a little prayer. It says, Lord Jesus, help me today to spend time understanding your word and what it really means to have hope in you. You give me hope by revealing the plans you have for me and by showing me that I am not alone as I walk those plans out. May I truly seek you this day as I embark, knowing that you have given me another day of life to bloom where I am planted. May I continue to walk in confidence and see that hope is in you in Jesus name. And then I wrote like an acrostic. Hope is help offered and his promises are executed. And then there's a little place to do prayers. They can write their own prayer or reflection. So that's kind of how it's set up. It's like 31 days with like like a message, a verse, a prayer that I wrote. And then an acrostic with whatever the main word is. And then a place for them to reflect and write their own prayers, because God, God has to, you know, you can draw what I feel like I'm a big firm believer. I like to draw things. So if you want to draw and (laughs) do whatever you need to do to, to get it out, because some people are visual, they need to see that. But I want to just, you know, that was my, my beginning point. And then it kind of walks through, Lord, the tests are back and it's not the way I'm expecting what's going on. And then there's like something, it could be fear, fear could be the day that I fear and doubt, or what, I don't know, whatever the titles of each day are, depending on where I am in the journey with her. And then that final day, final uh, day was really based on God just came through again. And, you know, it's just so cool. I think I saw the journey as I was writing. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I'm going from here (laughs) <laughs> to hear and this is so great. So you, you see the process when you're writing it um and I right. just want people to get that that message. And then it's led me to the second book I am writing and hopefully we'll be able to get it ready by June 1st where I want to launch it where it's really about come to the waymaker. It's like three steps from fear to faith. So I've got this thing I'm going I cannot wait to share that with everybody too. So I'm excited.
0: Well, that, that was absolutely beautiful. It was just beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, It just touched me. I, I felt it. So you were talking about, you know, that, that God has a plan for you a plan, you know, to give you a purpose and a hope. So what is the purpose that you believe he's given you through all these trials and the fear and the doubt, and now your faith and victory?
1: I feel like my main purpose and I guess the plan he's revealing for me is to just get uh, to share what my journey's been and give people this hope because I I feel like, you know, if it's going to be, it's going to not only be through what I've written in my books, but I want to be able to speak on podcasts, but I want to be able to speak (laughs) on stages and, and uh, you know, wherever he's going to take me to be a mouthpiece for him, I feel like our world mm. needs to know that God is real and that there's still hope in this chaos that we see. Um, right. and I think we're even like, even believers that, you know, maybe they're, they're like fallen a little bit. It's like, you, you guys have Jesus. You just need to hold on to him more. We need, we need this. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just, I really, um, I want them to have the relationship that I do because they're, even though I've gone through so much and I'm, we're not done, <laughs> um, you know, we still, there's still a God who loves us and there's still a God that directs and guides and puts our feet on that path. And each one of us has to walk it,
0: right. but without
1: him helping and holding our hands in like that, those footprints in the sand kind of thing, where right. sometimes it's like two footprints and other times he's carrying us. We need to do it side by side with the God who made us. So it's, I want to be able to share that with people in wherever I can do it. Um, so I'm just thankful to have, be able to do that here and, you know, in my books and hopefully on stages and wherever else he puts me. So, okay. Well, it's funny when you're, when you're saying
0: pressing in and when you press in, then he picks you up. <laughs> he does. Yeah. But that, that's what you're doing saying. I can't do this. I can't do this on my own power, on my own strength. But I know that you can do it. So give me that that piece. And it's so much about what you just wrote in your your first day of that journal of how, you know, we we have to just trust. It's just, and I can't imagine, and that's where I felt over the last couple of years, that hopelessness was in short supply. And I could see those who believed and those who didn't believe and the difference in how we respond to the circumstances in our life. And if you're not believing it is based on so much fear and doubt, it's so much fear and doubt. And then when you do believe, you know, your faith does deliver you a victory. And even though it might not look like a victory, like, like my daughter through uh, the world standards. I remember even my, my, um, You know, I would say, oh, I prayed for her so much. My son said, please stop praying for us. They thought if I prayed for them, they would die. You know, I know that's funny now, but it's this. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. We get, you know, a distorted vision. Prayer equals this. Like, prayer equals, you know, that we're going to get what we want, where prayer is Let, let you describe what you believe prayer is. What is your prayer life been that we want to sort of blow up what other people might believe it is?
1: Well, for me, I, sometimes I, my prayers don't always, aren't always like out loud prayers. They may be on, they may be poured Mm -hmm. out in my journal prayers, but what I do know is that, you know, you can pray, like you said, all you want, like for how you want things to be because we're human, we're going to want, like, I wanted my daughter not to even, I wanted her kidney to be, her kidneys to be healed. I didn't want her to have to go through a transplant. But I, you know, I, I just was like, no, God, God, whatever you're going to do is what you're going to do. So, you know, you have to get to a point that when you're praying, that you're believing in the one you're praying to and that he is going to make things happen the way is best for you because he knows the future you don't right and so if we can see and understand that he he always does things for our good not to harm us not to give us like harm or any of those things but he knows what's happening later on he has I see him up there just like looking at the world and all these moving pieces and we have no clue <laughs> what's going on. He does. And we just have to let him be God and step out of the way. But we can, Obviously he wants us to talk to him and, mm-hmm. and give him our requests and pour out our hearts, but we need to then let him do what he does best. And that's take care of us and answer the prayers the way he knows they need to go. So I think the more we can do that and trust that, That's how I look when I pray. I mean, sometimes I'll pray it verbally. A lot of times, you know, when I'm doing my devotions, everybody's sleeping. So I'm quiet and I'm just writing and then I'm, I'll go into work and I'll sing and I'll pray it on the way. Sometimes I'll be verbal on the way to work. and like, Lord, (laughs) what's going on and help me, you know, help me with this and I'm stressed and you know, whatever. So, you know, I guess it's, it's, it's really between you and God and your relationship with him. But He's our best friend. Don't you want to spend time with him? I mean, I would say we need to spend time with with God. He's our best friend, but he's still God. And he loves us so much that he's going to do what's best, even when we don't know what that best looks like. So
0: well, it, it part of that it sounds so much like acceptance that yeah. we know he's in control. He's God, he's got a plan. He knows what's going on. And us and our little pea brains that. <laughs> can't figure out how exactly. to put two things together. Right. And just right. when you're saying it like everything that's going on, he knows about and he's working it for our good. It's just we can't comprehend it. And I think that's so so often when we don't have faith and we feel like we want to be in control, like you wanted to be in control and you wanted to have your baby your way, and God had a different plan. And just to accept that his plan. Is better for us is that can be such a powerful release, yes. <laughs> so much freedom. But it's also so darn hard. It's like yes. yeah, but 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 if yep. I just if you could, and it's so often the times I look at my prayers and thinking, Diane, are you kidding me? You're you're telling God how to do that, and I caught right. myself. Oh my recently. gosh! Yes, I know. <laughs> Even in my prayers that at times I'm praying for someone. And I said, I feel like I'm judging them out loud. Let me change that prayer. Let me pray (laughs) it differently. And it's amazing how God just reveals this stuff to us as our relationships do get closer because none of us are doing it perfect. No. So prayer prayer is essential. So let's just go through a few more things. And if you, you had to give, we'll go go through a couple different stories in your life. If you had to go to someone who was suffering in infertility, what hope could you give them right now? What hope advice could you offer to them right now?
1: I think what I, I, and I have said this, Um, you know, that you've got to be willing, you have to know how far you want to go. I mean, obviously you want to give the, if you're, if you want to give the process a chance and you want to keep seeing the doctors you're seeing, and if you're able to take that all the way and, and, you know, keep doing that, because if we could have afforded to do that, we, we would have, but we just had to choose what we had to choose based on finances. So I often, I have a friend actually that's going through this now. And I said, you know, You've got to know that God is God still knows it's it's not easy. I know it's hard to trust him, but take this as far as you can go. and then keep giving it to him. Keep trusting that he is okay. there in the process with you. Um, and if this doesn't work, that doesn't mean that this is the end. Uh, I okay. will never say just relax and it's gonna happen. I think that's super insensitive because some people do that. Oh, you know, no, you know, and, and, and it's really hard when you get pressed on both sides from family, like when you're having kids, when you're having kids and when you struggle, it's not easy, but I do know that I I just say you have to, and then if you can't, you have to be able to grieve that you have to give them an opportunity to say, Mm. it's okay to grieve that you're not, it's okay to have those feelings because God gave those, those feelings to us, but remember to the, to, to just pour it out to him but still grieve. Allow yourself that opportunity to grieve because it, you, you are, it's like you're losing something you really want to do. And it's a part of you as a woman that you want, not that the men, they struggle and they grieve in a different way. but right. it, But as a woman wanting to carry a child, it's really hard when you can't. Um, so allow yourself that that time to grieve it, grieve it, but but at the same time to just still be praying it. You pray your grief to God, pray it out on paper, however you need to do it, then move forward and see what, what his plans are. So I'm
0: hearing, know it, know how far you want to go, what 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 you're going to do, and then choose. And you're saying that choice is keep giving it to God, keep choosing to give it to God, grieve it, and then wait on it. And that's, you know, isn't it, we're supposed to wait on the Lord.
1: And, so that, and it's that's just hard. Such, it is so hard when you're in the, that, the, you know, and then you, for me, just see, and I'm sure with these, you know, other women's, you see everybody else getting pregnant or you, you see the ones that don't care about their children and you want so much to have your own. Mm-hmm. That's hard, you know, when, or, you know, all of that, <laughs> it's okay. really hard in the process, but yeah, it, you just God has a plan. And I always say that to you, he has a plan and all of this, we just don't see it. And then sometimes you don't want to right? there to see what it is. You don't know,
0: yeah. but there's
1: always, there's, there's good that comes out of the struggle and, and, you know, and I never, and I always tell them, don't blame yourself. It's not, it's not you. Our bodies are not perfect and things happen where things don't work. Right. You know, I don't know why it just is, because we have fallen bodies, just like we have a fallen creation, right. who's waiting and groaning for Christ to come back. So we are going to have those things in this world, unfortunately, but um, yeah. But God well, that still that God. was just
0: beautifully said. And even, you know, with your journey with your daughter's illness, and and when you said it, like, we're glad we didn't see it all. Like if I could have seen, you know, part of my journey of what I would, you know, losing a daughter. I lost my husband a few years ago and just different challenges and heartbreaks and upsets. Like, I don't, I, people said, when you want to know? I said, no, I don't want to know any of it. I, because I, then, then we're going to try to make the story something different than it needs to be. Where there is, to me, there's peace in saying, I don't know, but I know you know, God. I that know means- you know. And that feels much better to be in that peaceful place and saying, I don't know what the next step is for you. I know you have a plan for me. Sometimes it's not real clear, but just knowing that you know is going to be okay. And I can remember telling, uh, I was an executive and there were things that I knew that my staff didn't know. And they thought that they wanted to know. <laughs> you know, It's like, wow. it's a no, you know that I know things that you aren't to know. And as soon as I can let you know, I will let you know. And I think it's the same way with God. He He knows things. And when we're ready to know these things, he'll reveal them to us a little bit at a time. Because how overwhelming would it be if this whole story of your, your daughter's struggle with uh, her kidneys and you know just the miracles that it was just yes. a
1: random doctor's appointment. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like no, I yeah, I just all of it. I just I feel like God reveals it, like you said, when it's time and it, He doesn't overdo it because we can only handle what we can handle. We can't handle like more than that. And he's so uh, and like I said, he's never late. He brought the kitty the day before dialysis. We prayed, no dialysis, Lord, please. And he answered that prayer and he brought in and I said, Wow, you're not late, but man. <laughs> cutting
0: it close you're there right but so, it's, well it, it is it's <laughs> funny uh w- when you're saying that because i was uh late i have three children i have two other sons and my daughter and my younger son were late they were like three weeks late and there was proof that they you know they were late i said they just wanted to stay inside it was nice and cozy <laughs> in there and i went to uh down to the beach because I was going to have to have blood work and all these tests taken to see what they wanted to do with this and I said I am just going to lay on the beach like a beach whale and I'm just going to pray this baby out (laughs)
1: like lord
0: I just don't want to go through any of those tests I hate blood work all this I'm a big baby and it was just so funny I went into labor that next morning (laughs) oh oh, wow the next morning so there is that anticipation that you can have and just saying lord on on your time it feels so much better it really does does. it
1: just it does so
0: much better
1: i have like three kind of steps that i i walk through now and now that i look at them, but i do this all the time (laughs) you know how do you go from fear to face and like it's not easy three steps but it's really kind of the process of going there and it's sort of like you recognize your fear you reject the lies of the enemy and you replace it with God's word. And it's really kind of the process that we go through when we, when we do that. I mean, I'm like, how easy is that? No, I mean, in my mind it's easy, but I mean, I'm pending it obviously differently, but it's really how to move that way because we don't want to stay camped in the fear department. We want to have faith. We want to try, the more you trust in the God in God and have that relationship with him, and you just go, God, you know, and you have that, like, you just know, you just know <laughs> you can just give it to him. And it, and it's like a relief, even if you don't know how, the, how it's going to turn out, you can just like, go, take it. I don't want it. I can't carry yeah. that. That's not my job, but people have to get there where they trust God enough to, to do that. And I think that's where the, the rub is, or they just don't have that same trust um, in the Lord that, that maybe you and I do where we, and it's been the process and been years of, years right. of thinking, dealt with it's our journey. Um, but people have to get there. And I think once you get there, you're like, why didn't I do this sooner? I, I <laughs> why am I carrying this Lord? I mean, it's just so amazing when you can just, just go. And I've had, like I said, that was the hardest thing going, Lord, my daughter is yours. I know. And, I know. and as a mom to release, that, to told to her hand to go, Whoa. Yeah, you know, (laughs) open—not easy to do
0: at all. So, no, you're absolutely right. It is not easy to do, but it is essential. So, because it is that battle that we're trying to hold on to something that isn't ours, or isn't ours to fix, isn't ours to worry about, and it's just uh, faith. Faith wins. Faith wins, and it It does. My story. In your story. It wins all the time. Absolutely. So any last comments
1: you'd like to share? I think what I really want people to know is to just, you guys, whoever is like listening, <laughs> just press him, press into God, press into the Lord, deepen your relationship with him, spend time with him. The more you do that, the more you hide his words in your heart, the more he becomes part of who you are, that like that that intricate part of like who you are, it just so like, I guess that's where you're going to go all the time. And it's not going to be about the world anymore or people or anything. It's going to be about you and him. And when you need to rest and rely on him, then in the hard times, he's there and you will feel it. And it'll, it, it's just going to help you. So I I hope that my words have been encouraging um to people and that sometime you'll be able to see my books like in the future. I'm excited <laughs> that I it really, it's really about me just sharing um, my journey and giving that hope that God is a loving God who cares and wants the best for his children. And that's really what it's about. So. Well, uh,
0: just a question. When did you decide that your story was important enough to share? that other people needed it. And what happened when you made that discovery?
1: I think it was probably actually, early, like probably around when Julissa, my daughter was having like more of her, pro- not like when she first started going through the kidney, like uh disease, mm-hmm. but closer to like right around the time with rejection. And I just was like, God, I've got to get this written how am I going to do it? And this was like last October. And then I found this author's group and then that started just spiraling and then I got it written. And so I think for me, it's been a long time coming because I've always journaled. I just didn't know that God wanted me to be this mouthpiece through my words as well as speaking um, and sharing from my heart because my, my, my desire is that people know the word the way I do Because I want them to have that same hope when they're dealing with hard times, just like I have, Mm -hmm. because people are going to let you down, but he will not. And you have to realize that you have to know and trust and love God that I love, (laughs) because he's going to, he's always going to come through in the way that's best for you. So I think it's really been more recent in how, but over time, I think I've always, I've been journaling for a long time, but now he's just preparing me for that for the way he's going to do it and it's through this through speaking and writing um that i i just can't wait to share it well you just shared it
0: and you did an awesome job i I feel really blessed i feel really blessed by your story i had these little Uh, i call them the holy spirit tingles just running there we go this was such (laughs) a great conversation and the joy that you have is just proof that you do have your faith in the lord so thank you thank you so much Before you leave, I have another free gift for you. What are you looking for in your life? A new career? Stepping into your purpose? Restoring passion in your everyday life? Are you ready to step into the new life God has planned for you? And he does have a plan for you. And that gift is to experience the power of coaching. Coaching helped me through my painful journey when Joe, my husband, died. Coaching eased me through this transition to move to Florida. I wasn't sure why the Lord was bringing me here and what his plans were for me. Coaching gave me clarity. Coaching was essential in making the Hope Station podcast a reality. A dream came true working with my coaches. Coaching also brought hope to hundreds of my clients who stepped into their purpose and passion And it all started with a free consult call. So schedule yours today. To schedule our Hope Chat, otherwise known as a coaching call, you can click the calendar link in the show notes or visit my website, diannebells.com. That's d-i-a-n-e-b-e-l-z.com. This coaching call could be exactly what you need to ignite a spark of hope in your life. Hope might be just one call away, Why wait? Schedule your call today.